0: So, today I'd like to talk about um, what it's like being a stay at home mother in Brooklyn. But I mean, like, you know, oh, get, get out the trash. What'd you put in the trash? Little <laughs> baby. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Unrefined Mama, (sighs) the place where you plan and God laughs. And I think I've said this a number of times, like, it's so real when you're trying to get some stuff done. Today was actually a very mellow day, except for the fact that my son didn't really want to nap, so... It was, and he you know he's almost two now, so he's definitely hmm, you know, <laughs> how do I say it? Not terrible, but definitely assertive about what he likes, what he wants, what he doesn't like, what's not okay, and I definitely appreciate his opinion, but sometimes, and i know I, I try to accommodate him when I can. But sometimes, as a parent, you just need to listen to what your parent says. So I think we're at that point a little bit where he's a little frustrated with me. So, fair. Uh, What am I drinking? Nothing special. Um, I can't drink something special all the time. Number one, because I don't remember to buy special beer all the time. And sometimes David picks up beer. So um, this week, David picked up Heineken and... Heine- There's nothing wrong with Heineken. I don't want anybody to. I don't want anybody to think I'm a beer snob, because I'm not. I think that, you know, you should drink what tastes good, and taste is subjective, and no one should be poo-pooing on anybody else's drink choices. Um, you know, I don't drink. I don't drink a bunch. I don't drink alcohol, so. Not really a big alcohol drinker. So if somebody gives me like a drink and I'm like, oh, okay, most of the time I'm not going to like it <laughs> just because I don't like alcohol. So hence why I brew beer. So let's have a very uh, ordinary sip of some Heineken. We all know it's good. So let's just, it says brewed in Holland. I hope that's true. I hope it's not like, not brewed in Holland, but yeah. but anyway, it's an import. You pay the money. So it's Bruden Holland. See? See? nothing, Nothing out of the ordinary and also satisfying. So let's get into it. I want to go back a little bit. So last week I was talking about Kanye West and... Mental Health Awareness Month, and it is still May, and so I'm not necessarily gonna talk so much about mental health awareness, but something that came about after Kanye made his remarks. Now, the remarks that Kanye made were about um, uh, slavery and how uh, black people we're still mentally enslaved. Now, did he say it like that? No, no. He really, uh, I would like to use the term, stepped on a bunch of toes. He just broke glass in a church or a temple or what, or a, 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 anywhere, anywhere where it's a sacred space. Because really and truly, you know, saying things, um, bringing some and I'm gonna say it, I'm gonna say it, bringing some topics to uh, that, are, that are being talked about within black culture, black society, amongst black people only, and bringing that out and letting other people into the discussion or saying something that makes other people feel like this is a discussion they can have is really kind of detrimental to the conversation most of the time especially when it comes to black people and slavery because for some reason, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna be very candid, for some reason people feel that some white people, some black people, some, a little bit of everything might feel like, oh, well, slavery was so long ago. Why, why do people still feel like the effects of slavery are still taking place? Well, I can tell you that Trayvon Martin got shot and killed within a few seconds of the police coming, and nothing happened to the police and there were marches and and no riots, thankfully, but there were there were marches and and nothing has changed about um, that uh, situ- the situation in Ohio. Nothing has changed, nothing has changed with the police department and uh the FBI, not the FBI, the Department of justice did studies, you know, and, and let people know that their cities were doing messed up things that disproportionately affected black people over white people. So is that a, a um, hangover from slavery? If you want to look at the direct hangover, no. But racism is directly related to slavery because for so long, one race was told that they were better than another race. And that's just the end all be all of slavery, you know? Um, And that has been exported to other countries. So slavery, if we're gonna talk about slavery, we need to talk about it in terms that like American slavery or American racism has been, not slavery, racism, has been exported to other countries I lived abroad. People use the same kind of terms that they use here and they think it's okay. Um, half of that is because rap music is littered with the n-word and I'm not even going to get on that topic but also because white people in other places have and not just because of Hitler or anything like that but felt like no we're better than other people and that's not of course not directly from uh America uh but all of this is tied into the same theme uh which is that if you are born white, wherever you are born, you're probably gonna have a better life than someone who's born black or brown in the same area, okay? And um, I'm talking about this because I thought I was in a black space and by black space, I mean there were no white people engaging in this discussion on Facebook. A friend of mine was saying like, yes, I do think that um, mental, the, the, the mental anguish, mental slavery still affects a lot of black people today. And that holds a lot of us back. And so my thing was, is that like, well, if, you know, within the structural racism and the systematic racism, you know, it's, it's no wonder that people are still feeling like they're enslaved. They literally are still feeling these effects of slavery. They literally are still being oppressed. So that was a discussion that we were having about it, and I don't need to get into anything else. Um, I respect my friend's views, and we actually couldn't even get into a conversation about it um, because some white guy, you can just say it like that, decided that he was going to use anecdotal evidence to uh, refute what I had said. Which means he was going to say the one black friend or the few black people that he knew were actually OK and that they didn't have to deal with the stuff that we were talking about. He proceeded to then kind of use these little, these little dog whistle terms of calling me angry, saying that I was angry. If, you're, if you hold on to all this anger, it's not going to help you in any kind of way. He has no idea what I've done with my life. Um, And from what he was saying, it doesn't seem like he's had the same life that I've had. Um, Nevertheless, he hasn't had to deal with racism or sexism and uh, didn't appear to know what either of those was. When he was confronted by another friend of ours who happens to be a white woman, um, he told, he basically dog-whistled her too with saying that she was emotional. So he called me angry, and then he also said that, uh, he also tried to say I didn't know what I was talking about. Like, I was saying like, I was giving him facts. I was saying black people get higher interest rates than white people. Uh, Black women are uh, sexually assaulted at higher rates than, uh, well, women of color are sexually assaulted at higher rates than white women. Um, I forget the other thing that I said, usually I say things in threes, but. there's so many statistics that support what I'm saying. Just look at, the, look at the incarceration rate of black people versus white people for the same crime. Um, so then he decided he was going to explain what, credit, what a credit score was to me. Well, when people are trying to dumb things down for you, when you clearly have all the facts in your favor, I had to just tell him, you need to stop talking. Like, you need to really just stop talking. Because at first I thought, like, I wasn't paying attention to his comments. I I was barely glancing over them. And he was like, yeah, amen, brother. You're not brainwashed. His whole thing to my friend who is black was like, yeah, you're not brainwashed. Honey, facts speak for themselves. It's not about brainwashing anything. And I just... So then I posted something about it on my face, and I'm not really a Facebook person. I posted something about it on my Facebook page, like someone else's response to Kanye, another black person's response to Kanye's responses, Kanye's statement. Now, like I said in my last video, a video, my last podcast, I think Kanye needs to see a psychiatrist or a therapist, not a psychiatrist, because he don't need no drugs. He needs to talk to somebody. He needs to work out his issues. Um. So there's that. So what he said, why he said it, and the person who confronted him about it later on TMZ, God bless that man, seriously. Um, Like, that's a, that's whatever, I'm I'm gonna, just, I'm, you know? But if I post something and other people of color start talking and a white person enters that space, know that you are entering a space that you cannot be truly appreciated. Your statements aren't gonna be appreciated and they're not gonna be taken, uh, they're gonna be taken with a grain of salt is the best way to say it because your experience is experiences as a white person. Nobody's knocking your experience, but when black people are talking about facts and their experiences and everyone has their own opinion about everything, you can't jump on the bandwagon and say, I agree with so-and-so because X, Y, and Z. I, when I posted something, the our white friend who was, I don't know the other white dude, but the, the woman who had actually confronted that man was like, you know, I really, I appreciate your comments. I feel like they were spot on. And then I had to reiterate, like, I appreciated my friend's comments who had started the conversation with his comment. His whole thing was, is that like, I think this about Kanye's statements. I had to be like, I respect him. And I, you know, I want to have more, I want, I, I want to talk to him more about it because I feel like with Kanye, there's so much to unpack. But also, like, I respect him. And although I might not agree with him, he was totally right in saying what he wanted to say because I want him to be able to express himself. You have to, we as black people, we as women have to validate our sisters, our brothers' com- like comments and understand that although we might not agree that they are... Living the same experiences that we are, which is why I have such a hard time with the phrase "Uncle Tom," because you might be calling someone an Uncle Tom when they're just having—they're they're having the same experience as you, but their reaction is different. And you know, yes, people still use that term regularly, you know, and and that's that's their prerogative, honestly. But I just had to say something because it was really, I wanted to talk to David about it, he's not here. And also, I feel like this is my space, so I'm not gonna invite him on to validate how I feel, because this is how I feel and I don't need validation. My my feelings are validated just in and of themselves, because I'm a human being and I exist. I think therefore I am. And we get into this idea of Um, we always need to comment on something. If something's on the internet, we need to say something about it because we're entitled to our opinion. But sometimes you're just not. You're just not entitled to your opinion. If women are in a group talking about sexual assault and rape and their experiences, if a man comes in and says, well, I, please, please, for the love of God, shut up, shut up up. Don't say anything. Don't comment. Don't agree. Just shut up. And, and if you want to say something, say, I'm so sorry that you had to experience that. Really, that's what an ally should do. Are we all great allies? No. Every day I'm working to be an ally to any other community that is dealing with facing oppression and stigma and all that stuff. Every day I have to work on that because I'm getting older and you know as you get older you get dumb, you say dumb things, you know, and you have to work at it. Now, what might come out of your mouth might not be the true core of it, but only if immediately you say, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to say it like that. That came out completely wrong. Please tell me your truth. And that's happened you know, with me and with other people. I mean, and we can all move on from that. We're all adults here. (sighs) But this guy would not let it go. And here is my point. When can white people who don't agree with what black people are saying just shut up and not say anything? When can we have a free space where we're allowed to? And, of course, my friend posted this on Facebook. But, again, if I see someone having a conversation on Facebook that doesn't concern me, I'm not going to put my two cents in, you know, with that group. I might say something to that person who's my friend and be like, you know, I saw that you guys were having a conversation. Um, I wanted to say this, but, you know, I know that's kind of, you know, it's not my place. But I'd still like to learn something from you. Because at this point, if you're not trying, if you're just trying to say, well, this is how I feel about black people. This is how I feel about the black experience. And you're not black. Then really you're, you're not saying anything except for your experiences aren't valid to me. And I just had to say that. I just had to say that. I am so tired of... Having a conversation with someone, and I don't have that conversation very often anymore because I'm older and I have the lowest tolerance for this. But when I lived in Israel, people were uh, were oblivious to how racist they were. They would say some of the most racist things, and I would have to I would have to check them. You know, there was there was a professor once. Um, who always flying off at the mouth about something. And the earthquake or the hurricane happened in Haiti and one of the students with us in our, in our cohort was from Haiti. And the student got up and left class because of the, the teacher's comments. And so I wrote an email to the teacher like, First off, I think you need to know that this person was from Haiti and that your comments were completely insensitive. You know, like, who says this after a hurricane? I don't remember a hurricane or an earthquake. Who, who says that kind of crap? You know, I, I think he was talking about the infrastructure of the country. Like, are you serious? This is what you bring up? And so he was like, oh, okay. Okay. And then he had to, like, sit down and think about it and be smart about it and be like, do you have so-and-so's number? Like, (sighs) I had, I was constantly saying to people, like, no, you can't, like, why would you say the N-word? You can't say, like, to students and to people, like, why are you, you know, and it was, it was so frustrating. I don't have conversations like that anymore, thank God. I don't have the time, the energy. And, you know, I feel sorry that I I, sometimes I feel bad that I left Israel because I know other black people have to deal with the conversations that I left, you know, behind. (sighs) But now when I hang out with my friends who've known me for a while, I can say to them, can you see yourself as a white person? Can you, can you just step back and see how your whiteness probably should have been quiet right then and there? Like, just look at the dynamic of yourself having like saying these things to someone else, and I don't have to say that very often. But when I say it, everybody's like, oh, "Okay, yeah, you're right. I'm I should shut up," you know. And I appreciate that, you know, because first of all, if you're my friend, it's a safe space for you to say things to me and for me to say things to you. But you know, if you're trying to be a better person outside of the the safe space if you're trying to be like well I shouldn't be saying x y and z you know then yeah yeah I'm going to I'm going to say something you know that's what we're supposed to do as friends we're supposed to be able to help each other be better human beings let me take a sip cuz I just yeah I've been going on so if you're a white person listening to this then these are my notes to you <laughs> about commenting on cultural, ethnic, um, racial things that you are not a member of. Um, ask if, if, it's a, if it's an online conversation, that's one thing. If it's an in-person conversation, that's a completely different thing. But ask yourself why you want to make a comment. Just ask yourself, like, why do I want to say something? Do I want to validate um, an agenda of mine? Do I want to validate something that I believe in? Do I want to add to the conversation? Am I asking a question? Am I trying to learn something? Like, if you're making a comment that seems to be in the vein of what you believe, then you can wait till the conversation's over and be like, thank you, you know, I'm glad that I'm on the right path. That's fine. If you're asking a question, please go ahead and ask that question. No questions are stupid, honestly. Like, I'm a teacher, no, there's no dumb question. You know, everybody needs to have questions answered all the time. Um, but please ask yourself why you wanna make a comment. <laughs> please, just think about your own, what's going on in your mind. Because most of the time, you don't need to say anything. Now, if somebody invites you into the conversation, it's just like, what do you think about it, you know? Then talk about it. Talk about it, you know? But uh, don't just insert yourself into a space that is is white people free, okay? Because there's so few spaces where black people get to exist and express themselves. And if someone says anything to me about it, I'm just going to say Charleston because bunch of people, a bunch of black people got killed in a church. And that was supposed to be a safe space. Okay? Bunch of black people killed in a church at... <sighs> anyway, I don't even want to get started on that. Because then I'll just get pissed off and mad and sad. So yeah. That's my only thing. Ask yourself why you want to say something. Okay, some updates that I have. Um, my mead is coming along very nicely, starting to clear up. I know everybody's like, how can you switch to mead? Well, uh, because I uh, try to keep a positive attitude and because uh, I love myself. I love, uh, I try to love other people as best I can, even people who are stupid. And um, yeah. So that's pretty easy for me. Um, so the mead is clearing up. Cider got secondary fermentation container, so that's good to go. My the Huntsman, my beer called the Huntsman, really kind of took off, and now is still it's clearing up. It looks fantastic. It's like this. Um, uh, how do I say? It's like this. It looks like bark, which is especially the color I I would love to, it looks like the Huntsman. I, um, on the day of making the Huntsman, which if you don't know, I made this beer um, a couple months ago and uh, I kind of got rushed into bottling it and then totally spilled everything on the floor and the bottles got all dirty and then I just poured it out. I was like so frustrated So I made it again, but I did it differently. I dry hopped it with Centennial hops. It smells like uh, Bell's Two-Hearted Ale. Mmm, delicious. So I'm really excited about that. Um, And this week I'll be making my Citra Yarrow Ale for my beer tasting and uh, whatever brewing, homebrew taste party that I'm going to have in June or sometime. And um, that's one. Number two, here is a shout-out to um, Michaela, I think her name is. Michaela Coel? I don't know uh, how to pronounce Michaela. I don't know how to say it. But it's Michael and uh, so Michaela, I don't know. It's wrong. It's wrong. I should have looked it up. But nobody has like, you know. Anyway, I'm not even gonna get into it. So, she is the star of and the writer of um, a show on Netflix called, I believe it's called Chewing Gum. It is a British show. She's British. Um, African British. African American. African British. That's how you say it. Or just British. I don't know how they do it over there across the pond. But anyway, because really, I don't call myself African American. I'm just black, because, yeah. But anyway, let me take a sip. She's vegan, she does yoga, she's gloriously beautiful and attractive and sexy. I follow her on Instagram, she's amazing. She's hilarious, she is about it. She is, uh, she is probably, if I was famous, she would probably be my friend for real. Like I'd be like, girl, what's up, what you doing tonight? And we'd write together. She's amazing. She's hilarious. Her show is nails on a chalkboard, hilarious. Like the the, like the the, the cringe worthy moments that you see people in, but you are just dying laughing. It is like hardcore. Like you're like, oh it's gonna happen, it's gonna happen. And you're like oh. <laughs> why? <laughs> Such a good show. <laughs> but it kills me. Like Like, it's so, okay. Anyway, it's genius. It's genius. Um, And I just want to give a shout-out to her because I love her, and I think she's amazing. And my last shout-out, if you have not seen Childish Gambino, um, Childish Gambino's This Is America video, then you need to sit down for 20 minutes and watch it all over and over again until you hit 20 minutes. There is something new to be learned each time you watch it and it is, uh, uh, I've been saying for a while that he is like, who is that guy that, Gordon Parks, Gordon Parks is fantastic. If you don't know him, he's a photographer, he's a painter, he's, I think he's a musician too, he's, he's. Oh, he's amazing. He's one of those people that like you look at what they did in life and you're like, damn, you know, how could you be so prolific with the same 24 hours in a day? I, I don't do anything. I feel like I don't do anything. My friends are you do a lot. And I'm like, I don't do anything when it gets down. I should be finished editing my novel. I'm not, I should be, you know, should be doing, I should, I should have my own business. I don't know what I should have. I'm sitting here talking to you. Anyway, Childish Gambino, aka whose real name is Donald Glover, is about to star in the new Han Solo movie. Um, is a, is is an amazing musician slash artist, rapper, singer, um, comedian, actor, um, just. Amazing. Just amazing. And he's going to be, he's going to go down as a Renaissance man. And I'm excited for that because I'm looking around at the scene and I'm like, who's going to go down as like this shit basically. And he's, he's already been like written down in my book. And, um, I'm just so excited and happy for him. Um, so please go watch his video. If you, you don't need to be woke to watch it, quote unquote, but it helps It helps, but it also just helps to watch it because it kind of gives you something that you need to see. And in 2018, you would think we wouldn't need to see any of these images or these images wouldn't still be so relevant to our daily lives, to our daily existence, but they are. And so I didn't really plan on this being a completely black (laughs) fight the power there's no fight the power just like be the power uh episode but sometimes you have those days and those moments where you're like i need to say x y and z and i think that's a healthy thing i think it's healthy for me other women black women white women uh asian women men gay trans lesbian bi queer whatever everything to express themselves, say how they need to, feel, like how they feel and what's going on. They need to do that, and we need to um, honor their space. Um, so, honor. So, this is my me saying to you, honor other people's space. That's pretty fair, right? Um, yeah. All right. So, uh, this is a long podcast, but I, I, I had to say what I had to say. I'm gonna finish my Heineken. And um, I'm going to enjoy my evening. Have a great week. Um, sending all of you the most positive vibes. Mmm. Hope you have some good beer this week. And uh, Sunday is Mother's Day, so I'm thinking I might do a special episode if I could figure out how to do virtual podcasting. But, hey, we'll find out on Sunday, won't we? All right. This is Lindsay saying have... A wonderful day and have a great night and have a good week. Bye-bye.